Welcome into the December 5th episode of the Lockdown East Podcast. I'm Mike DeStefano with Dave Morsuti. Mixed emotions after the Leafs lost to the Bolts Saturday night. Mitch Marner made history notching a point in his 19th straight game, but did so in a losing effort as the Leafs fall in OT. Again, Dave, again, is this starting to become a concerning trend? We'll chat about that and more coming up on today's edition of Lockdown Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcasts from, you can also now catch us up on video format on YouTube Hit up Locked On Leaves, hit subscribe, and get new content directly to you each and every day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. We're kind of combining. I'll be combining a Monday-ish, Tuesday show since we had got to do it later on in the day, which was good because a lot of stuff came out of practice today that we can chat about um, as a way to kind of tee up the game against the Dallas Stars. But before we get into that and some of the new fresh blood that'll be entering the Maple Leafs lineup, we got to break down what happened on the weekend because, Dave, that was a big matchup, right? They're going into Tampa Bay, and last time they were there, they came away with a loss, and then just a couple nights later found themselves out of the playoffs. That was a bit of a playoff rivalry match, a rematch, if you will. Um, They were a little shorthanded, obviously, like they've been the last couple of weeks on the blue line, but overall... Uh, we'll get to Mitch Marner uh, in, in a moment. But overall, how did you think the Maple Leafs fared going into Tampa despite the loss? You know what? I, I know that a lot of people are disappointed about the overtime loss, but let's not forget that this is still a very shorthanded Maple Leafs lineup facing a Tampa lineup that actually got stronger with Anthony Sorelli coming back. I'm like, of course, Sorelli's coming back against the Leafs. Of course. That's why I, was, I wasn't – I was – okay, the way they lost – frustrating especially because in the second period i thought they were taking that game over after the marner goal but i was okay with how it ended just because i felt the leafs played a pretty good game considering they were shorthanded the lineup had the tampa bay had the better lineup you know top to bottom because they didn't have to deal with the same injury issues the leafs did so at least they got a point out of it sure you want to see the streak the Leafs winning streak keep uh, keep going. It was good that Marner streak kept going. Um, so yeah, it's disappointing, but I'm not, I, I wasn't totally, you know, upset that they lost that game in overtime other than how it ended in overtime. Yeah. Like you, you want them to come away with the full two points, especially in a, in an interdivisional game where, you know, this could matter. This could be the real, this could be the difference between home ice and non home ice when it comes down to it in, uh, in April. So you don't want to drop these games to the Tampa Bay lightning, and give them an extra point. But ultimately I think you have to be happy with the, with the results and with the outcome. I thought they played decently well. I think that uh, Toronto is honestly like the way that they're playing right now is really 
really solid sound hockey offensively defensively they're really buying in and playing well you start to saw maybe some cracks in the armor like Hollowell and Mete you know they hadn't really been an issue until this game I think was probably the first time where I was like okay they look like they're they're under siege they look like they're outmatched um and and, and they were right they were on the ice they gave up uh, together well they give up their Hollowell gave up 10 shots on goal when he was out there on the ice. Uh, Halt Mete gave up nine shots when he was out there and both had a, an expected goal differential. Um, Mete 22%, Hollowell 30%. And that's with some pretty favorable matchups, 70 and 66% ozone starts. So you kind of start to see the, the chinks in the armor there a little bit defensively, especially with the depth. Um, which means we are going to have changes in this upcoming game. We'll chat about that in a moment. But ultimately, the fact that they still were able to take this game into overtime with the blue line that they had, uh, I think definitely speaks volumes to you know, what this team can do at full strength when everyone's back, if they can play the same way and play bought into this 200-foot game. Like, you look at this game, and it, it was totally a litmus test. Like, it absolutely was. I think the Maple Leafs, despite losing the game and, and losing the point, um, probably should still be be pretty happy with the effort that they put out there on the ice uh, in that game. It was pretty much a 50-50 you know, hockey game when you look at it. I think, what was the expected goal differential? It's pretty, pretty well close to that, I'm pretty sure, when I saw it. Yeah, 52 to 47%. So it's pretty darn close when all said and done. Um, even when you go at in all situations, the Maple Leafs technically, when you include the power play, um, in all situations, 51% expected goals. So could they win that game? Should they win that game? 41 scoring chances actually in that game. Vasilevsky was really good. Um, ultimately, I think you could still be be pretty happy with with uh you know getting out of there with a point. And I think that's what 11 straight games that they've gone with uh getting at least a point. They haven't lost in regulation since but Pittsburgh, since they lost that game against Pittsburgh. Um, So in the entire time that TJ Brody's been gone, they haven't lost a game in regulation. Just just think about that. Think about that. That's crazy. Just imagine what's going to happen when TJ Brody returns, how much better that's going to make, like, deeper. I I just hope that they continue to play the same way. That's all. Like, right now, they feel like they need to come back and support to help these defensemen. I hope they still don't take guys like Brody for granted and they still go back and help. That's my thing. And we won't know until we play. You know, psychologically, maybe they will do that without even thinking about it. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. All right. Really quickly, let's go through our, our good, bads, and uglies of this game. And then we can kind of flip the page and talk about what we saw go down in practice today, which will bring us into uh, the game against the Dallas Stars. Uh, so really quickly, uh, the good, I mean, how about Mitch Marner? breaking the record that's 19 consecutive games now that he's been able to register a point did it in a pretty good fashion a shorthanded goal david and it's funny i was looking up on uh, on a sports book and they're giving odds for how it would happen and that was the the uh the most the biggest value the the longest odds let's say it was at 33 to 1 for him to get it with a shorthanded goal i was this close to betting it this close and i didn't i chickened out but i should have but uh a great goal um and you know camp obviously give him a little pat on the back for the way that he got that but it just goes to show that mitch marner 
you know, he's really done a, an excellent job this season as a 200-foot two-way player and turning defense into offense, and it's fitting that he breaks this record as a penalty kill, a shorthanded goal. Um, so that that was the good, right? Like Marner breaking the record, keeping it alive, and we'll see how much longer he can go. He'll be able to make it 20 in a row against the, the Dallas Stars. Um, what was good for you? Well, on top of the breaking the record, Mitch Marner scoring the goal later in the game too. Like he he had the hot hand in that game. I thought him and John Tavares were like they were feasting on the lightning in this game. I thought that line was so dangerous. I think I was looking at it. Tavares had like a 1.3 goals uh, like expected goals in that game. Like first off, I know everyone was talking about the goal that was waved off that was totally the right call. When you see a guy skate direct the puck like yeah. a soccer player into the net, you're not winning that battle. Whether I'll say he, this, I'll say this. If that was the fact that it was called a no goal on the ice, I knew it would be impossible yeah. to overturn. But if it was called goal on the ice, I'm curious if there would have been enough to overturn mm-hmm. it to say no goal, just because the guy was falling and it just yeah. happened to now. Did he like, did he angle his foot so that as he was falling, he got a piece of it? Perhaps, but could you have definitively said that to wave the goal off if it were called the goal on the ice? I don't know about that. But either way, I agree. I think that the right call was ultimately made, uh, unfortunately for Leaf fans. Yeah, so I, I thought like that duo has been so good. And then obviously Nylander scoring that uh, that goal on the power play. Like I, they The Leafs took advantage of their opportunities in this game. And the Lightning don't give many opportunities. I'm glad, like the Leafs pushed hard. So, yeah, I, I, but I thought that Marner Tavares line has been so good lately. Like, they just got to keep that going. So, uh, I'm just looking to see what their individual expected goals were as a line. Marner was, uh, so 0.55, Tavares was 0.46. Um, I don't know where you saw the stat of. One point. I think I saw it on Money Puck. That's where I saw it. Okay, maybe they have a different. Uh, I'm I'm just looking on Natural Stat Trick. It's possible that they have a different, uh, uh, kind of a different system. Maybe it was. Oh, maybe you're looking at like the line as a whole. Let me see what the line as a whole expected goals was. Point four. Eh, either way, um, they have been really good. Uh, and 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 it's definitely something that needs to. I don't know. I think there's a bigger conversation about this becoming more permanent, this split up of Matthews and, and, and Marner, because we're starting to see both of these lines go, which means we're getting depth scoring, more scoring, and that's certainly a positive sign to see. Um, bad. Honestly, there wasn't a whole lot of bad in this game, I would say. You know, maybe just penalties. Like yeah, just, that was going to be mine. The, two, the penalties that brought Tampa back into were just – the Kerfoot one was such an unnecessary play for him. It was a yeah. frustrating one. And then the Lilligren one, I didn't agree with that being a penalty because I felt that was a battle between the two guys, and it just was an awkward fall into the boards. I didn't think like Lilligren was made an egregious play to trip him. So like I didn't agree with that call. I could see why the ref saw it that way. But yeah, the penalties were the killer. If you don't take those penalties, Tampa had momentum. They were pushing, but those penalties gave them extra life in that game that they didn't, that the Leafs didn't need to give them. Yeah, absolutely. So I've, I'm agree- I'm in agreement there. Uh, in terms of the ugly, just the, the, the overtime winner. I mean, the, the Leafs now one in six 
one in six in three on three overtime. Um, it's becoming a concerning trend, but you just look at it, and a lot of the times it's just kind of lack of execution, lack of details, lack of focus. I don't know what it is. There's no sense of urgency, but like you just watch it. Austin Matthews tries a little dinky, no look backhand sauce. Uh, you know, it's over to Marner to try and spring him, but doesn't really get a whole lot on it and just kind of it's a soft little floater and it gets knocked down and sent the other way by uh, by Tampa. And when when you make that type of mistake against the Lightning, more times than not, they're going to make you pay. And it was also a bad goal from a from Murray's perspective. I'll say that probably should have had that goal. But that's just a play that Austin Matthews just can't make a giveaway. He can't have in three on three overtime. That's when the, the puck does go the other way on the counter and often ends up in the back of your net, much like it did. So that play was just ugly. And it's just a continuance of what we've seen at, at, uh, at three on three overtime. It's, it's really becoming a concerning trend at this point for the Maple Leafs this year. That's six points now that they've left on the board by uh, surrendering a goal at three on three, six of a possible, I guess, seven. I guess, yeah, six of possible seven points that they could have collected that they've uh, that they've just haven't been able to get. Like I'm just thinking of all the overtime losses that they've had that you could say that they should have won, or they made a stupid mistake on Tampa was one. We know about the Islanders; like that game should never gone to overtime in the first place, right? San Jose with the Carlson breakaway yeah. to win the game was a lot of foot turnover. Anaheim John Tavares, John Tavares against the uh, the the Devils, Jack Hughes. Yep, uh, the Ducks was. I mean, you don't lose to the Ducks first off in <laughs> overtime, and Vegas was. Uh, how am I going to put you on the spot? But I forget how they lost to the Ducks. But to your point, you Shogren got beat by um, who was it? Was it Mc, no? Was it McTavish that scored the goal? So it was a young player that scored for them in overtime in that one. Okay. Shawring just got beat clean by a shot. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's 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 all of these ones they're losing. It's like they've either come off of a turnover or it's a goal that the goaltender probably should have had. So it's uh, it is becoming a little concerned. The only win that they do have in overtime is actually against the Dallas Stars, who they play tonight, and it was Nick Robertson in his debut. Got the overtime win. That's the only goal that they've scored in three-on-three hockey in the seven attempts at it um, this year. Kind of, uh, kind of strange. Kind of strange. Um, all right. Why don't we take uh, take a quick break here? When we get back, why don't we uh, why don't we get into some of the practice updates and get into things here? Because we got we got a game coming up tonight. Actually, you know what? Why don't we just make this? Kind of a shorter episode here. Make this a shorter episode, and we'll put out our preview for tomorrow's game. You can put that up in the morning. What do you think about that, Dave? As opposed to making this a longer 45-minute, little concise recap of the Tampa game, and then we can reconvene here in the morning and put out a new episode for everybody, a little preview to get them set for uh, for the game against the Stars. What do you think about that? We'll take a break because I do want to show something in the second half of the show of this episode we'll take a quick break and then we'll end the episode and then we yeah, then we'll preview the stars game yeah we don't want to throw too much information on one episode at you guys that's right all right so we'll take a quick break um but before we do let me tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors and that is bet on is it betonline.net greens today athletic greens oh that's all you pal 
Flooded Greens is actually a product I've been using every day. One scoop of AG1 gives you all of that, all the vitamins and nutrients pretty much you need in your everyday life. I'm a person of convenience. I don't like to take a bunch of different pills. I don't like to look and have to remember which supplements I take on one day versus another day. I also want to find things that were going to help help me get to that healthier lifestyle, help me with my digestion, energy. I'm also all about simplicity. No better feeling to get that than with a G1 Athletic Greens. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy, gluten-free, whatever your whatever the cause might be, case may be, Athletic Greens will help you with that. It contains one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial uh, artificial flavors. And when you taste it, it actually doesn't taste too bad. It doesn't leave that like aftertaste that some of these other products tend to use. I've noticed my sleep has gone a bit better taking it every day. And also just a reminder of taking one scoop of water every day. It's actually very, very simple. But the best part about it, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. Just take it. Just get that all-in-one solution, one scoop every day. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to claim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and vitamin supplements to arm your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Um, Dave, you said you had something you need, you wanted to show the people. And is it what I see right there in the back? Mike brought this up. So I'm going to bring Go grab that bad boy. Go grab that bad boy. So for those who, uh, who are listening in on podcast, uh, we got a, was a, is this a framed and signed John Tavares Jersey? It's got a nice little eight by 10 photo on it. Looks like, uh, on either side, there's also a couple of pins, and it's nice and name-plated. What do you got there? It says John Tavares on it. Trying to make well, it I, I figured it'd be weird if it said, like, you know, okay. David Kampf. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to put it back here. It's really heavy. Uh, Is that going up? Is that going up right up there, like right above you to uh, over your shoulder somewhere or what? If it can fit. Then it's going to be the wall, almost like the wall of, J- of uh, John Tavares. So I'll have to put something else over there. But I've had this jersey for over a year. I've had it, and I've been wanting to get it framed. But frames are expensive. If anybody knows jersey Ooh. framings, they are not cheap. Dude, that's uh, a business to be in, by the way. It definitely is. Shout out to the people over at Framesworth. Frame, they're fantastic. Probably one of the better companies to go and get this done. They had a little sale. I went in very easy they said okay what jersey i showed them the jersey They're like all right come back in about a week we'll have it done they even had it done earlier i was very surprised nice so, i've been wanting to do this for so long i got a little lucky i'm not like the jersey i found on ebay it came with the certificate 
The jersey costs less than when you buy an actual Leafs jersey online. No way. No way. I don't know what this person was doing. They put a such a low like starting bid and nobody else <laughs> bid it bid on it. I was so surprised. That's crazy. What a pickup. What a steal by Dave yeah. Marsuti. Absolute yeah. steal, my guy. Playing some good hockey right now, man. Like John Tavares. It's funny because in the summer, not that we were having this guy. Actually, I think we were a little bit more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like we thought he might be able to have a bit of a bounce back, but I don't think we even thought that it was going to be anywhere near to the extent that it's been this year. Like he's been a terrific, terrific player uh, so far this season. And he's kind of smacking the, doubters square in the face through the first couple of months got to persist clearly he's got to be able to be consistent do this throughout the rest of the year and keep it going but so far the first couple of months man john Tavares has really uh proven the doubters wrong and, and he's off to a really good start um so that's a, that's that's a pretty pretty good signed jersey to have there my friend yeah and actually so like a lot of people like my brother and my mom like so where are you putting that my mother especially she's like and put that in the office. And I said, problem is this thing is so heavy. It needs like two hooks. <laughs> it is, it is really heavy. Like when I, I when I, it's, it's I, a heavy duty frame. I was surprised when I, when I saw it the first time, I was like, holy, is this thing big? So it's either going to go up here. I, this is something I'm going to ask the locked on Leafs uh, guy. You guys have to help me with this. Do I put it in the office or do I put it in my main, like where I watch the games? Cause I got a nice brick wall. That I could put it over. It's got like a little one of those electric fireplaces, so it would go on top of that. I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm kind of debating right now where it needs to go. So I'm looking for I'm looking for advice on this. I could be I'm not gonna be Curtis from Alberta. I'm not gonna have a bunch of jerseys <laughs> lined up in my basement, but I am certainly proud of this one. So I want to make sure it's got it's getting a prominent place where I in my basement. Yeah, I feel like it could go like right in the middle of those two, but like have them centered so that it's that one's there and then the other right on the side. It's kind of, you know, all centered and symmetrical and whatnot. That might be uh, might be an option for you. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to kind of play with it a little bit, but I'm sure you will uh, you'll figure it out. All right, Dave, uh, really quick before we go. Uh, one of today's show sponsors was also betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer, hockey, esports. They got it all at betonline.net. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Uh, you can make some wagers on uh, the game tomorrow night featuring the Maple Leafs and the Dallas Stars. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with another episode to recap or to uh, to tee up that game, rather. So make sure that you come back for that one. But that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You'd subscribe to Locked On These Podcasts on all podcast platforms. And receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. And follow the show at Locked On Leafs. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.